Yo, welcome back, Blues. Um, welcome to yet another episode of Chelsea Talk. Uh, I just want to say I'm so delighted I received your comments. Some of y'all sent DMs on Instagram. Some of y'all followed the Instagram page. I just want to thank you all, and I hope this episode will be as good as the first. So just sit back and enjoy another episode of Chelsea Talk. Let's get right to it. Today on Chelsea Talk, we're talking about the youth team players and the loan system. It's it's been quite a while since Chelsea Football Club has had this structure, this loan structure in place. But the worrying thing is these players we send out on loan almost never return to be the superstars we know them to be. They never return to play for Chelsea. We hardly see them with the Chelsea colours being superstars. They either go and be good players for other clubs or the careers just phase out like the hype began. Actually the only players or the group of players that have gone through this youth system and come out to be superstars or show a glimpse of promise. Uh Money Mace, Callum, Christensen and Zuma. Of recent actually. You see players like Billy Gilmore going out on loan. Uh, that is good for his career, no doubt about that. But is it that good for Chelsea? Because when you look at it, he is a phenomenal player. If he goes out there and gets a good season on loan, obviously coming back to the club, he's like, there's no space for me here. There's no room for me here. Should I opt out for another loan? Or do I stay and wait for my chance? That is the dilemma most times. And... It happened with Money Mace. He went out on loan to VTs, was the VTs player of the year. Went back at Derby. And the person that played a key factor in Money Mace getting the chance at Chelsea is actually Frank Lampard. He gave most of the youth team players a chance at Chelsea. And I know you're asking the question, and I'm asking that question too. If Lampard had not been in the mix, would Money Mace have been the player he is at Chelsea today? Or would he have just been on loan at Maybe Southampton or West Ham. I don't know. Conor Gallagher. I'm a huge fan of his. He is a very, very talented player. I really hope he becomes a superstar. I know him to be at Chelsea because he's out alone on Crystal Palace now. And Crystal Palace is a club that he will get game time in. He will develop and he will love playing his football there. But I just hope. I just hope that he he doesn't love the game time so much that he he doesn't remember who he is a Chelsea born a Chelsea through and through and it's worrying because more players are getting discovered more players are being sent out on loan more players are getting lost Jeremy Boga Kennedy most of these players are getting lost and there's no harm in buying a player for 100 million pounds, 50 million pounds. There's no shame in admitting it. In the modern game today, money actually buys success. And no matter how you look at it, no matter how you talk about the oil money or whatever, the oil, whatever, the Russian influence or whatever, 
It's because of our structure. It's because of this money that Chelsea is the only team in London. Forget about the whatnot, the Arsenal. Forget about... Is there a club in London again? Oh, Tottenham. Trash that. In the way it's been. We are the only club in London because we have spent to get to where we are today. Now, there's nothing wrong in buying the most talented players out there if you have the resources but keeping the Chelsea heritage intact by putting some of these young talents and giving them game time helps the younger generation the youth team players coming through the ranks to look at it and say okay I can have a chance to play for Chelsea one day and not just play the 20 minutes game or the end of 30 minutes you just come in or play Carabao Cup or play the FA Cup play week in week out and become like the Frank Lampard the John Terry and whatnot. This is what I want from Chelsea. And we saw that we lost Kevin De Bruyne. We lost... We lost... Romelu Lukaku. We lost so many players that today have become great players. But they weren't great players for Chelsea. And it's worrying because we sent them out to get game time. We saw some of them permanently. Like we saw Kevin De Bruyne permanently. But we gave Romelu Lukaku out on loan sometimes. And one or two occasions. And he became the player he is today but not for Chelsea. So, I really hope with Conor Gallagher, like I said before, I'm a massive fan of his, with Bill Gilmore, with Loftus, she can't hear he's going out to, to the Bundesliga. I don't know how to react to that, but Ruben Loftus, she gave us a glimpse of what he can do in 2018. I, I remember the Europa League where he scored a hat-trick and he just gave us a slight glimpse of the superstar he is. So I just hope that he doesn't leave Chelsea because of the consistency he displays in the team he sent out on loan to. Consistency he cannot replicate at the club for some reason, whatever. I cannot place my finger on it but it keeps happening. So these players, they've been set out on loan, good for their careers, more game time, but these players have to be given a chance to prove that yes, they are the superstars we know we are. And for a club like Chelsea, where the score competition is very high because of the talented players we have in the team, I just feel that at least one or two young players can actually compete with these players we bought from other clubs but they have not been given the chance and if they're given the chance I believe that there are so many young players that can become world beaters, world superstars at Chelsea not any other club, not alone on any other club, not permanently transferred to any other club at Chelsea so I really hope that the Conor Gallagher's and Jeremy Bogers and whatever will get the game time they deserve and come back to Chelsea to prove to be the superstars we know they are and keep the Chelsea heritage alive because we have one of the best youth systems in the world and if you watch the under 18 Premier League the under 3 Premier League the youth FA Cup and whatnot the young Premier League, the Premier League 2, you will see these talented players and you will look at them and say they can become Chelsea superstars but all they need is the chance and the right environment to grow. 
as footballers and they cost nothing it's economical it's business smart they cost nothing and these players are they want to play for the club there's no there hardly will be any transfer disputes any salary dispute or whatever they love to play for the club and that's the advantage of getting young players in the side from the youth team ranks they love they want to play for the club they want to wear the jersey they want to give their everything for Chelsea and it's a plus because in today's game where there are so many factors involved not just wanting to play for a club these players are focused on Chelsea and cost nothing they actually better for the club and with the talent they have they can add more to the club if they are given the chance to show what they can do for the club recently we've been hearing talks about early Haaland and this and whatnot, and uh, transfer bids accepted or rejected, and whatnot rubbish. I just like to say, I prefer the Chelsea that does the deals at the back and announces it to the media as a shocker because last last transfer window was very very delightful because we are less talk and more business, and I don't want Chelsea to become like Manchester United where we just talk about deals talk about it gets on fox news it gets on gold.com it gets on different popular newspapers and the rest but the deal never happened banter intended because match united became a joke of a club in recent times in the transfer window where they talk about players they're going to buy but they end up not buying anybody not signing any relevant player now the transfer window is on the way and chelsea most recently i've been talking about kundi and Holland. those are the two major targets but the realistic target is Kunde, and they've been shoved back and forth because we hear in one day we want to exchange a swap deal do a swap deal plus cash for Kunde with Zuma and in the other day we are hearing that we want to offer 30 to 35 million for him without the swap deal it's obvious that Kunde wants to play for the only team in London because Tottenham are also interested but the only team in London when they come for you, the European champions, you have no other choice than to accept because, of course, we are the European champions. But where the trick comes in is, do we actually need Kunde this season? If the swap deal does not materialize with Zuma and Zuma stays at Chelsea, is there any need for Kunde at Chelsea? We have Christiansen, we have Thiago Silva, Rudiger, Zuma. Those names, is there any need for Kunde? Only two defensive centre back options available in the team. Only two centre back slots available, or possibly three. Do we actually need Kunde? Where will Kunde fit in, in that side? If you're getting a player of that quality as a squad player, it is quite a shocker. I say shocking because. He is like a part of the first team at Sevilla and bring him into the side, you know last season we played a back three, sometimes Aspilicueta used to drop back to the back three and 
partner up with Rudiger and Thiago Silva or Christensen and Thiago Silva and whatnot. When Kunde comes in and that back three is there, what is your preferred partnership? Because looking at it, one player has to be dropped to the bench because all they all are quality defenders. Zuma, Christensen, Thiago Silva, Rudiger, all quality names. And of course, they, you can never have too many players because the squad depth is very important because you're playing four competitions this season. But bringing Kunde into that side brings a new type of player into the side. A different kind of player. If you watch him at Sevilla, he's strong, he's smart. The threat in front of goal most sometimes and he terrorizes defenders. So you're bringing a different player into the side. As opposed to the calm and technical style of Christensen and the experience of Thiago Silva, you are bringing a player like Rudiger into the side. So where does Kunde fit in into that side? Who does who's dropped for Kunde? If who should be dropped for Kunde if the Zuma Swabdi does not match the line, Zuma stays in the, in the team because under Thomas Tuchel, Zuma found game time really hard, coupled with injury, but. Thiago Silva, Rudiger, and Christensen were preferred options of Thomas Tuchel. So, Kunde in that side brings a new kind of player. And it's, it's a real needed addition because we've had serious squad depth in that midfield. And I think adding to the defense, the variety will be the spice of Chelsea's life. And for a player like Kunde, I think he'll be a very, very resourceful addition, whether as a squad player or as a firm member of the starting eleven. I read something recently about Kai Havertz and. He accessed his performance and that of Timo Werner this season, no, last season, rather. And he was saying something. He said that individually they might, they might not have performed as well as they would have liked, but as a team, they met expectations. And that is what is important as a player to understand that, understand, and know what's expected of you in the season and admit that you did not do as much as you expected to do and even if the team's performances were incredible obviously winning the Champions League is the highest achievement in any season club wise with that attitude I admire him a lot because not every player would publicly say that and looking at it he had a better season Kai Havertz had a better season than Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah combined Timo Werner also no matter how you want to look at it they had a better season for their clubs and they were signed for a combined fee of 130 million 140 million Obviously, they took time to settle in, and when they started to settle in, 
was towards the end of the season. I know Timo Werner had missed so many chances. I didn't convert as much as we would have liked, but Kai Havertz's progress was a bit of a slow one. But when he stepped up to the plate and when he realised that he was signed for £80 million pounds or euros, rather, he stepped up to the plate when we needed him the most. And that's what I feel a player that is bought for that amount should do. Give memorable performances, give unforgettable performances like the DJ Dogbas and whatnot. Kai Havertz is a, is a generational talent, a very talented player, as well as Timo Werner, and they will be given the chance this season, and the trust the coach has for them is immense. For him to admit that in public just shows that he wants to improve, he knows that he knows what is expected of him, he's not going to shy away from it, he's not going to close his eyes to the fact that he did not do as much as we would have liked last season just because he got the winning goal in the Champions League he knows what's expected of him and the same goes for Timo Werner if they can keep this attitude up they can keep this hunger up if they can continue the same likeness and admit when they're wrong and work towards building themselves up to better players we can have Dadija Drogba and Frank Lampard type of partnership in the coming years because I feel Kai Havertz is going to be the best midfielder in the Premier League in the next two to three years, together with Monday Mace. So we have the talent in our hands, just the environment and the time to harness it. And that's a wrap for today's episode, guys. Remember to follow us on Instagram at total underscore CFC01. Total underscore CFC01. Really looking forward to your DMs, feedback, and whatnot. Until next time, remember blue is the color, football is the game.